0: Welcome to the MLS Leadership Show. I'm Myrna Selsler, and I'm the host of the show and founder of the Million Dollar Broker Program, building momentum and leverage in a real estate brokerage. Over the past decades, I've been a broker owner of two successful real estate offices in two very different marketplaces. We work with real estate brokers to overcome the barriers that prevent them from achieving a million dollar net to them business. We help brokers reduce turnover, improve productivity, and have predictable sales growth. We're always on the lookout for talented brokers willing to share their secret sauce in running a successful brokerage. Stick around to the end of the show and you'll find out how you can be our next guest and share your unique message about how you lead your brokerage. Hi, it's Myrna Selsler with the MLS Leadership Show. And today I'm delighted to have with me Roman Tarnaski. Did I say that right, Roman? Yes. Okay. From Cleveland, Ohio, who has local real estate, local spelled L-O-K-A-L, just so that you get get it in your head what it's going to look like. So Roman, welcome today. Tell us a little bit about you. How did you ever get started in real estate? Because you've been in it for a long time, almost 30 years.
1: Yeah, this is my, yeah, I originally got licensed in 1993. Um, after coming out of, uh, well, I was out of college for a while there, but I graduated with the very valuable degree in music bachelor of music degree yes and discovered that I hate poverty so I I knew about music and I knew about other things but I had no education about money whatsoever and how it's used and since everybody needs a place to live including me I wanted to understand on a deeper level mortgages and Leases, rental agreements, um purchase contracts, and so on and so forth, because it, it was a f- facet of, I mean, let's face it. I mean, granted, uh, Myrna, you're in you're in Canada, and I'm in the states, but the amount of financial education that we get early in life is minimal, oh, totally minimal. We don't right I mean, we don't
0: any, We don't know anything
1: no, and and that's unfortunate because, I mean, outside of what your parents might have taught you about balancing your checkbook and starting a savings account, um, investing in property as as a as an investment tool, as a way of making money, as a way of of, of retirement for the future, and so on and so forth. You know, all that stuff is, is a day to day requirement. And albeit that, you know, if you're not doing this for a living or doing it as as aiding investors to uh, build a portfolio. The average buyer is still going to, or seller is going to go through this process at least two or three times in their life to, yes. to either buy a property or sell a property and then, you know, buy that that uh, vacation home or something of that nature, that cottage. Yeah. So it is something that you have to go through. And, and I told my client, I tell my clients on a regular basis, it's like, it's kind of like hiring a plumber. I mean, if, if you really, really wanted to, you could plumb your own house. Uh, you'd probably make a couple of mistakes and there would be a couple of issues and something wouldn't quite work. Right. But this being, you know, this is the 21st century and uh, buyers and sellers aren't as, you know, they can be a little more less interactive nowadays, especially because of the internet, because of uh, uh, digital document signing. I mean, totally honestly, I have done business with a couple of clients that for years that I have never met simply because they're either out of the state or they or they're they have other, you know, time commitments. So, but through, through, you know, things like DocuSign and .loop and the MLS and email and yep. texting and so on and so forth, so there's, you know, there's really no requirement. I'm kind of surprised that I, I kind of think that the large uh, brokerages are going to go by the wayside in the coming years because you really don't need a space. You need yeah. communication.
0: You need communication. So talk to me a little bit about that in terms of finding new real estate agents and how do you instill some of those um, values of yesteryear to a degree in terms of never seeing their clients. And I was working with um, on a property this weekend myself with a friend of mine, something that I want to buy. And the realtors were not talking to each other, just texting. And there's so much information that gets exchanged in a conversation Versus a text, how do you encourage new agents, younger agents, to have a more robust conversation?
1: I really encourage my agents to develop that relationship uh, by whatever means they feel comfortable and you know um, so the, the newer agents that are coming right on board that we that we recruit, I mean some of them are literally straight out of college. Uh, I've got one or two guys getting their licenses right now that are 20 and 21. Um, I wish I'd have gotten my license at 20 and 21, but the way that they interact with their sphere is completely different than how I interact with mine. But so since real estate, always controlled on a, on a, on a state level here in the States and I would imagine on a provincial level yeah. in, in Canada, I mean, the first thing I tell my, my agents is that you can text, but be aware that that's in writing. Yeah. So if you're texting terms or conditions of a contract, you may be putting your client on the hook for something that you're just discussing as opposed to actually wanting to uh, agree to yes. a- in writing. And if it's, if, you know, I, unfortunately I've been in, in uh, a couple of situations where at least the arbitrator wants to know what will give me a copy of all the texts. Cause I want to know what was said.
0: I've seen that. So what do you so look for then when you're looking to, to recruit new agents, what are you looking for? Um or do you look and do you look for different things at the different demographics, like the 20, 21 year olds, you're looking for one thing, the 30 to 40, 50 year olds and then beyond? Do you look for what are you looking
1: for? Our our agents in general are 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 much more of an entrepreneurial spirit in the sense that they are not just being real estate agents conducting transactions between a buyer and a seller. They're also active investors. Um, They will they're doing flips. They're doing rehabs. They're buying for investment property for their own portfolio. We're really develop our our particular niche in the Cleveland market is. Although we do traditional real estate in the sense that we're helping buyers and sellers sell, you know, sell the transaction, but we're also doing um, investor very investor heavy. Uh, transactions where we'll, we'll be representing someone who's either looking to build a portfolio or divest a portfolio. We'll do multiple pro- property uh, sales and purchases. Um, we'll do, and, and consequently, our agents come to us as a result of being. More of an entrepreneurial uh, or an entrepreneur in the sense that they are building a real estate career, not just as a quote unquote agent, but as an investor and as a as a uh, a uh, transaction coordinator for other investors, so that the, the community builds and so on and so forth.
0: But that must be quite an interesting niche because you attract different people, mm-hmm. and you're you're purpose for them. It seems to me like you have a bigger purpose in life. Like you don't get to just be a real estate agent here. You get to be an investor and like you can make good money being a real estate agent, but you can make really good money being an investor. Like- absolutely and, and
1: the one and one hand washes the other in this regard. so what what what's kind of cool in our in our brokerage is you have you have these young guns that are coming online going, you know I can see where real estate is going to both provide for my family for the future as well as help me build cap you know build money and build build capital for for future investments and so on and so forth and 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 again, you know they' they're they're getting experience with investors doing that. Seeing how they're uh, leveraging either private funds or, you know, uh, w-
0: just to, even their analysis category. Yeah how how do they think about what what is the criteria that flip through the the investor's head to make a decision? It's got to be such a great education for your agents. I think
1: so. I think I think. I mean, that's the whole reason I got into real estate at the beginning, because I didn't understand how this worked. And no one does. I mean, I mean, come on, we're all busy. You know, if you're if you're starting your family, and you have a career going and so on and so forth. You don't really have a lot of time to figure out like, oh, by the way, you know, count on having a private home inspection done on your property. And that inspector is hired basically to find something. He's there to look for something. And how we're going to handle that down the road, whether we're going to do the repair or whether we're going to have a a contractor do it or whether we're going to do a reduction and how that affects your property disclosure form and so on and so on and so on down the line. So we really try to paint a very large picture for our agents because we want them to understand not just the process of buying and selling. We want them to understand the intricacies of title. We want them to understand the intricacies of an inspection. They want. I want them to understand agency on a very, very deep level that when you're acting as a principal in a transaction, it's different than when you're representing somebody because you have fiduciary responsibilities to that person. And you have to collect that information and disperse it accordingly. And so... You know, jumping back and forth between the line of a, of a principal and a fiduciary are, has to be very clear cut in your head. Very so clear. When,
0: cut. So, when you're thinking with the, your company and how you've structured it, your purpose your purpose driven seems to be different than other companies in that you you have these two legs of real estate that you're working on. When mm-hmm. people you're interviewing, people do you articulate that like really clear, do you have a clear vision to them?
1: About absolutely, that? absolutely. And how is that happen? my my especially with the advent of, of like a, a venue like this, like Zoom. Yeah. I mean, we've 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 started Zoom meetings where today we're going to dissect. Uh, like, just to give you an example, um, this coming Thursday, we're going to. I'm doing a Zoom meeting on inspections. Okay. So we're going to do inspections A to Z. Um, there are unique inspections in in our market here in Cleveland. For example, I'm, I refer to specifically. We have uh, there are there were. 42 communities that required a point of sale inspection where the city actually came in and inspected your property for health and building code violations. Now, these have slowly gone by the wayside as a result of some court actions over the last couple of years, but still some communities require the city to come in and inspect your property. Well, you as the agent are responsible for, for at least acknowledging that information, making sure that the seller acknowledges that information in their property disclosure form, make sure it's disclosed to the buying party and how then can we, can we transfer as is, can we not transfer as, as is, is there an escrow requirement? And, and you know, this is stuff that, that I don't, I want my agents, I want my agents to be good. I want my agents to be trained. I want my agents to be able to answer questions and, and if and I want to really, uh, uh, impress upon them that if you don't know the answer, you go and find it because that's what your client expects of you. And that's just going to make you a better agent down the road.
0: So what would be, well, two questions. First of all, what is a real attraction to you? What will you look for when you're hiring an agent? Like what is a complete five stars up? And what is it like? No, you're dead in the water. You, you don't get to come to our party.
1: Um, do you have to, you have to, be involved um i i have no patience for people who just want to uh, uh park their license okay um, so
0: like you want them to be pretty much full full-time agents like that would be a requirement
1: I, I, it's not necessarily that they it's an requirement that they're full-time it is a requirement that they're that they're active um okay. it, it, i mean i found real interesting and i don't know if you've ever experienced this but but uh about just before covid we had somebody come in from uh Actually, I have it right here. Real data strategies out of California. I don't know if you're familiar with this. No, this is, this guy is very interesting. His name is Patrick Velling. Um, he's a member of over, he, I think he's close to 300 MLSs across the country and basically all he, he, what the service that he provides is, is as a headhunter. He will, he will recognize the high performing agents in a particular market and um you know, I, I I would assume that this information is for sale for for potential brokers and so on and so forth. But the the, the numbers that he throws out, I mean, I don't know what when you first got licensed. I was always told that um, one out of eleven agents after five years still has their license.
0: Yeah, I've, um, I've been thirty percent coming in, thirty percent going, and thirty percent staying like that revolving right. door thing. And that is so expensive as a broker.
1: Exactly. So, yeah. but what what real data strategies ended up sharing with us is that they they looked they they took our MLS and they basically broke down the way that uh, the structure of the top producing agents uh, in our in our market. But the real interesting numbers that I thought uh, that affected my my particular brokerage the most was things like ten um, percent uh, of the agents do over fifty percent of the transactions.
0: That sort of that Pareto principle, 80, 20 rule.
1: Yeah. It's, but it goes beyond that because the top 1% um, of agents in a market do almost 18%. Okay. Wow. So, so it's not until you get to the top 10% that they're doing almost 53%. In our market, he pointed out that we have um, about 13, just we have about 13,000 agents in our market. Uh, one third of them did not close a transaction last year. Now, taking into consideration, our our particular MLS doesn't allow for the designation of a licensed assistant that may never close, may never write a contract. But what it also shows to me, I mean, there's there's so many transactions that are being done, and if you and if you look at the MLS and how that data is now being it completely marked, uh, mineable, I should say, you can look it all up. Um, you have you have uh, you know you can recognize agents that are doing a killer job but that you know i don't want a prima donna on in my brokerage but i do want somebody that's driven that can see the potential and so i am looking for that agent that's that wants to sell 25 to 50 deals a year
0: okay, okay. that's
1: consistent you can make a living doing that in in this market um and again it it, it you know, having a conversation, especially with somebody like you, who's in you're in DC, correct? Correct. Yes. So, a totally different market. I mean, price point wise, I mean, We're yeah,
0: crazy high.
1: Yeah, I mean, my my average sale price last year was one hundred and thirty five thousand dollars.
0: I think our average house right now is about seven forty.
1: Yeah, it's just amazing. It's, it's, it's just amazing. amazing. But it's really seven forty. Seven forty in my market is. It's it's I mean,
0: can't even go there.
1: Well, no, you, you can, but uh, you know the, the 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 houses that I've sold in that in that price range, it just amazes me the quality of construction changes all of a sudden. The surfaces change
0: yes. dramatically.
1: I mean, you don't get vinyl in the laundry room. You get ceramic tile in the laundry room. You get yeah. you get you know solid surfaces in the laundry room. You don't get formica and vinyl. Yeah, you know? and even in our I mean our uh, entry level market here for new construction um, is about 185 to $195 a square foot. So yes. yeah, I mean, so, you know, 3,500 square feet is going to cost you $600,000, 625. Yeah. But,
0: so how do you build a culture? Like, it sounds like, especially these COVID times, everybody's working remotely. How do you build a culture of attraction and retention?
1: We do a lot of heavy prospecting. Okay. we we hit the phones regularly we do letters regularly we do postcards regularly um we do uh, i mean marketing is marketing um and,
0: and that's how you market uh, for, for new agents as well as as yeah possibly.
1: yeah yeah well, well like we'll sponsor a um once a month we'll sponsor an investor luncheon and we invite everybody so we invite realtors we invite uh investors we invite vendors you know roofers plasterers painters that type of thing and they all come and and up until covid happened um we were doing that on a monthly basis and, and we had a very good attendance and that led to recruiting several agents out of that meeting going you know i see what you guys are trying to do i like it i want to come on board but at the same time we you know you have to attend our meetings you have to go to our uh our luncheons you we want you to be involved. If you're not involved, you know, you, you, and you don't and get a share done. of the leads. You don't get a share of the prospects. You,
0: you're done. And you don't get a share of the, the learning, like the understanding so that you, you end up in front of a professional conduct committee or something like that.
1: Exactly. And yeah. that's, and, and I've always told my agents, I go, getting your license basically taught you how not to get sued. That's all it did. It did not, it went no further than that. Yeah. For you to actually build a business and, and build a clientele and build a database, you have to do this. And you have to do it every day. So, so it sounds
0: to, to me, though, like you're actively work as a real estate agent, as an investor, and as leading a team of real estate agents. How do you do all that with you know, you look reasonably sane.
1: I have a really big stick that I hit them with. <laughs> um, no, it 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 really it, it really boils down to having a really one-on-one heart-to-heart with the the individual agents. We like right now we have 24, 25 agents um, yeah. on staff, and um, with varying degrees of of, uh, of um, experience. Mm-hmm. And abilities, but at the same time, I mean, I, this especially this time of year, you have the heart to heart with with the the individuals. You're like, well, you know, you closed three deals last year, and you don't come to meetings, and you don't attend this, so hmm, we have to let you go.
0: And you know, there's something that's said about that too. You get a reputation in the marketplace for that, mm-hmm. which is yeah. positive, I a really positive one, because the people that are doing well don't want to be hanging around with people who are not doing well. No. That's a very profound statement. And it takes a bit of courage because even three deals a year feed the bottom line a little bit, but
1: you can't, you can't stay here. Sorry. I I wish you well. Um, if you, if you decide you want to become more involved or develop your, your career more, you know, there's an open door. Um, we, we have what we try to do is mentor and put people on teams, for example. Okay. Um, brand new agent, I, I always highly recommend it. It's like, look, you don't know anything. Go and sit with this person for a year, give them a portion of your money and learn everything that you can from them. And within that year, you will be able to go out on your own, create your own and, and build your own database while you're there. You know, it, it's, there's no so how do there. you get
0: um Busy real estate agents often don't want to take the time to mentor someone else. So they, granted, they might get some income from it, but how do you encourage that? How do you foster that kind of a culture?
1: Those because those people are also well. Take take this take the scenario one step further. Um, you now have somebody that you're mentoring that's also doing phone calls with you. That's also helping you put out a hundred mailers. That's also doing. Uh, you know, maybe they're holding the video camera while you do the virtual walkthrough.
0: Yeah, so that you okay. can
1: do the point, point out this and that and the other thing. I mean, that's why I'm saying the, as I said earlier, the physical space for for a, a, a office nowadays is almost unnecessary in the sense that you're always in the field, you're always looking at a new property, you're always going on an appointment, and you're all, or you're or we've actually set up an office specifically to go and make phone calls. This isn't this is pl- this is where you go. I mean and you feed off the energy of the other people that are in the room that are making phone calls. So you don't feel out of place. You don't feel uncomfortable. We'll coach you on your, on your, uh, scripts. Uh, we'll, we'll do, you know, we'll, we'll look at everybody. We'll do, we'll, will the amount of information that's on YouTube now for agent development and the stuff that we're going to be doing specifically for our brokerage, we feel is just, it's a great way to train
0: Yeah. And it sounds like, because sometimes in some real estate offices, I found like, here's the desk, here's your phone, go at it. And in it like, that's just high risk behavior in my mind. It sounds Mm -hmm. like you're completely contrary to that.
1: Well, when I first got licensed, I was told to hold an open house every week. And And for a year and a half, I did at least one open house a week, sometimes two. And in that space of time, I sold three properties and two of them were to the neighbors that came to the open house. So now, granted, this is 1993. This is before the internet. This is actually just before when cell phones were coming on board. Because I remember carrying a pager around.
0: Yeah. So yeah. the marketing
1: marketing techniques are different now, and I think that that, that especially with uh, uh, internet marketing on everything. I mean, I I understand now that uh, there is real estate marketing on TikTok, and I'm trying to figure out how they are doing that. Um, if you short little videos that are vertical. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they're less than 30 seconds long. Yeah. So what are you, are you advertising a service? Are you advert? I mean, we're a service industry. It, 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 you have to differentiate yourself by the services that you you can provide, but uh, also with the knowledge that you have and the experience. And that's what we're truly really trying to do. We're trying to, to train our agents to be knowledgeable in their field so that, it, so that when it does come into a situation, if, um, If I don't know the answer to it, there's someone on the staff that might have some experience with it, and we can then help guide you through the transaction that way.
0: Okay. Well, Roman, this has been really interesting. So I'm sure there's something that you would love to tell me that I haven't asked you. What might that be? Is there something unique, unusual, special about your your company, about your philosophy?
1: You have the best Christmas
0: parties in town. I don't know. I uh, like I, those lunches, those investor lunches.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think um, the amount of experience between the the management level licensees and um, that we bring to our market is on par with anybody. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, as I said, I've been licensed since '93. Um, and I'm not. Please don't misunderstand me. I'm not bragging because I don't put a lot of stock into volume. I put a lot of stock into transactions, and I've been fortunate enough to do over 2,200 transactions in my life. And I don't think there's a situation, in, at least in this market, that I haven't seen before, mm-hmm. so that I can at least add that add that bit that knowledge to my for my agents and so on and so forth. But at the same time, that also that also has taught me that. Areas go through, uh, regions go through, uh, you know, economies right now, uh, interest rates are low, Uh, inventory is low, Um, prices are being driven by that, by those two factors alone. But at the same time, I'm seeing appraisals not come back um, at purchase price. Uh, Everything is affected based on the local economy. And, that you know the particular markets. Cleveland in general because as you know as a result I I made my bones uh, selling REO in uh, the 2000s well even in the 90s I I learned REO in the 90s and consequently became um, affiliated with some national REO organizations and attended their conferences and just based on conversations I had with other agents that were located in other markets The amount of house you can buy per square foot in the greater Cleveland area is phenomenal. Oh, it sounds
0: like it. It really does.
1: Yeah, it is. just. I mean, what you can, you know, you can buy 1500 square feet in a decent school system for $150,000. That's that's crazy. Good. And and
0: I want to go back to you, though, because I think what's really interesting to me and where your piece of uniqueness is what your secret sauce is as a mentor, as somebody that's within, has all these agents is with those, within those 2200 transactions, you can solve pretty much any problem that they'd lay on your desk.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think that, so. That, and your willingness to just, you yes. know. Just the way yes.
1: It's, yeah. I, I make myself, I tell my agents every day, like, why didn't you call me? Yeah. Why didn't you call me? Because we could have worked this out and and it wouldn't have gone, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have escalated to the point where we're dealing it with it right now. What we could have done is this. And what we should have done and what we can do now is this. So, so
0: maybe your motto needs to be, when you're recruiting, needs to be, you can call me. Yeah. <laughs> because, because that is a point of differentiation because that isn't always the case in other real estate brokerages. And people, they feel like they're flailing out there. Mm-hmm and they're panicked because, and they don't want to hurt their clients and to know that they could call someone like you in leadership in an organization like, like local real estate. That's, yes,
1: re- yes, that's really, absolutely. that I is, I probably. think that's our foundation really is. Okay. That's our foundation. Our foundation is just ask me, just if don't, if you don't ask me as this person, as that person, as this person, because, um, local, local does, uh, property management. Um, we do, we do, uh, you know, the investor stuff we do the regular traditional retail stuff, or just buyers and sellers, and you know, yep. uh, you know, just what I call retail, uh, in uh, real estate. But all of these things come with the same trappings, they come with the same cri- uh, criteria that the person that you're working for you've established an agency relationship that means you have five fiduciary responsibilities to that person that you cannot ignore, nor should you ever so it's it's very very important that you understand what your responsibility is to them and to the other and to the other person and i have no tolerance for dishonesty i have no tolerance for laziness in the sense of yeah i'll get to it when i get to it no no
0: okay so we need to wrap this up now so what i'm getting from you is two things i'd really like to emphasize about you roman and about your organization is the fact that you can call me you can ask me questions be Mm -hmm. number one and you've mentioned the fiduciary responsibility again Uh, working in the real estate space with tons of integrity see another is really really important to you so
1: i really thank you for that thank you it is it is it is the only thing yeah. It is the only thing. You are as good as your word. Yeah. And if your word means nothing, if if you, there have been situations where, yeah, it wasn't my fault. I didn't. I didn't cause the pipe to break. To cause the ceiling to fall. To cause the this to that. But I will help, and I will. Yes. Put in what I need to do to put you in the right position to make. I've always told my clients is like, it, it's my responsibility to provide you with all of the information that you need to make an intelligent decision. Yeah. And the but only you time parallel
0: that, I, that with your real estate agents too. Like, absolutely. Um,
1: and the only mean? time I want you to step in is if I think you're making a mistake and I will say, did, did you consider this? Yeah. Yes. No, maybe so on and so forth. Because Myrna, I'm sure you've, you've, like for example, uh, investors, uh, especially. Oh, I want to be, uh, I want to be a real estate mogul. I want to have you know fifty multifamily units under my belt. Was, okay, have you looked into what that means and how, how that affects you? And and how about what- starting with one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, just go on the Internet and, and somebody's selling you some wholesale deal for this fabulous cap rate that doesn't exist yeah. because you don't know how to calculate the cap rate correctly. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: Well, thank you so much. It's been uh, a real pleasure chatting with you, Roman. Roman right, Karnoski from Cleveland, Ohio, from local real estate. Mm-hmm. So thank you again. And uh, I hope that perhaps some people get to listen to this and you get a recruiter or two or perhaps a deal or two from from the time that we spent together.
1: Well, I hope so too. Thank you very much for your time. Okay. Take care. Have a good day.
0: Yeah. Thanks for listening to the MLS Leadership Show. If you're a real estate broker, owner, or manager and would like to be a guest on the show, please visit mlsleadership.com slash guest. If you got some value out of this interview, subscribe below and share this on your social media. Hashtag MLS show. Download us in your podcast player right now. Please give us a thumbs up rating and review the show. Share the value you receive from listening in. Connect with me via social media. Check out our website at mlsleadership.com and see if there's some ideas you can use in your own brokerage. It's Myrna Selsler with the MLS Leadership Show and founder of The Million Dollar Broker. Thanks for listening.